Imagine suddenly without warning being forced into quarantine so you don't contaminate your family. Imagine suddenly without warning, you no longer have access to your normal emotional comforts. Imagine suddenly without warning, you have to give it to yourself. Imagine suddenly without warning, you go from invincibility to sheer panic in one week. This is my story on how coronavirus saved my life. How I got here. How coronavirus saved my life. Episode one, the fear. It's like waiting for a car wreck to happen. It's like you're driving down the highway at 100 miles per hour, waiting for a semi to slam into you. You know it's going to happen at any moment. Is today going to be the day? Then when it doesn't happen, you get home and you think, God, I don't have the virus. Only to get up again and feel the same feeling of fear. I work in healthcare. More specifically, I work in mental health field. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter if I'm a nurse or my doctor or my patient or I'm just a staff member. It doesn't matter. We all thought we were invincible. We did not think that coronavirus would come to us. We lived in a fantasy land of invincibility. When we first heard about it, we heard about it in China, and some people were like, oh, this is just racism, you know, always saying there's some sort of virus coming from China. Some people started really getting anxious and stressed. I, on the other hand, lived in La La Land. I had a trip to Spain booked. I had my flight, my hotel. I was going to go with a friend of mine. Spain was where I was going to find myself. And guess what? It's not where I found myself. A friend of mine who was from Spain started telling me, you're not going to be able to go on this trip. This virus is coming The United States is a week or two behind. I didn't believe him. Then when the first case hit New York, then we really started to pay attention. Then Spain shut down and was no longer going on my trip. My office mate and I thought we were invincible or I guess more protected because our building was off campus and wasn't attached to the main hospital. So we had more, quote, control. We lived in a bubble. We cleaned our own offices. We wouldn't let housekeeping come back there. We wiped everything down all the time, all the time, all the time. We took extra, extra precautions. And in the end, it didn't matter. We were so stressed from trying to be clean, but at the same time, we still had that little bit of invincibility. And then our building was the first to get it out of the whole hospital. We all did not know that we probably had it for at least several weeks because after all, we were done with quarantine and all of that coming back to work slowly but surely, we all started talking about our symptoms and we had all been feeling for several weeks. We just thought we had stress and allergies. No, it wasn't stress or allergies. 
it was the virus. The first symptom I had was I woke up in the morning and both my hands were cramped. They looked like claws. I thought, oh, here it comes. I've got arthritis. I went in the kitchen and I asked my husband, can you move my hands? I can't move my fingers. And he could move them. And they were stuck like that for several hours. And then they finally slowly loosened up. Then it would happen a couple more times. And then I thought, maybe I have carpal tunnel from all the typing I do. It wasn't carpal tunnel. Then started getting headaches in the back of my head. I never really hardly ever got headaches. But these were excruciating headaches. I thought, crap, I have high blood pressure. Here it comes too. Then weird symptoms like numbness and tingling in my hands and feet. And then looking back, I also had the COVID toe. I one day was on a Saturday cleaning my house barefoot. I thought I stepped on a piece of glass. I looked at my toe underneath and it was purple and bruised. And I was like, how weird is that? It didn't even bleed or hurt. It's just all of a sudden was bruised like that. I thought there was a piece of glass stuck in my toe. Took a bath and then it was gone a couple hours later. Then the weird thing, a week later, same thing, same area on my toe. These were symptoms that I did not even realize that I'd had were part of the virus. The weird thing about the virus is the symptoms don't all happen at one time. They happen in parts. You'll get a headache for an hour or so, and then it goes away. And then all of a sudden you have a rapid heart rate out of nowhere. And you think, why am I so anxious? The first case on our unit, two days later, I started running fever. And let me tell you this, when this patient was positive, our first positive patient on the unit, I'd already been having symptoms for several weeks, had no idea. But then when this patient was positive and running fever, then I started running fever. I was at home along with my office mate and we were both in quarantine. And um, the first day I was really optimistic, sort of still in la-la land. I came home, my husband had my room ready, my quarantine room ready for me, and I was okay. I go to sleep, wake up the next morning, call the coronavirus hospital hotline, and go get my test. I come back, it's around 10 o'clock in the morning, and I suddenly felt extreme fatigue. And I was standing up looking at my bed and I said, Christine, if you lay down on that bed, you're going to die. Get your ass outside. So I went outside and started walking around and getting sun. And I instantly felt better. 
Then I texted my friends and I said, get out there, get in the sun, make sure you're walking around. So then I was good for a few hours, but then weird things were going on with my body and my face. I just would have swelling out of nowhere in my face, my nose, my hands. I looked like I had some sort of autoimmune disorder like Cushing's. I remember looking in my mirror and I'm like, I don't even look like myself. 24 hours later, I look completely different. I would have been perfect for a weight loss ad. I took pictures before when I had all the fluid. And then the next day, I look completely different. Another strange thing that my office mate and I compared notes on our symptoms. We both had really dry mouths. We didn't have saliva in our mouth for over a month. So we may have possibly had symptoms way over a month before we even knew. Our tongues looked really weird. We took pictures of our tongue. We were comparing the strangeness of our tongues. Dry eyes. And realized I had one red eye. And then it would go away. Very strange sleep patterns. Brain fog. The brain fog was horrible. I felt like I'd had a stroke. I was like, I need a head CT. I'm so confused. I couldn't retain any information anymore. I would get so exhausted so quickly. Then the next day, I went outside again and I walked around and I felt a little better. But this time it was a little tougher. Now, this was in April in Texas and it was hot and it was humid, but I was like, it worked well. Now it's not working as well. Meanwhile, as I am alone in my backyard and then alone in my room, I'm getting text mess- messages, phone calls. Are you okay? Are you okay? And I just instantly thought they think I'm going to die. I would get someone texting me saying, well, I heard such and such and such happens when you... And I just finally was like, please stop. Stop texting me this. I was starting to become panicked. There were so many unknowns and question marks. And then you're alone. You are physically alone. You can't hug anybody. You can't touch anybody's hand. You are alone. So, as I'm trying to feel better in the sun, it's not working. I come back inside, eat a little bit, try to lay around for a little bit. And then I felt that extreme fatigue again. And I said, I'm going back outside. Then I just really started working out and running up and down my pool stairs. Almost in full force, just running up and down. And I was like, yes, I'm invincible, I'm invincible. A friend of mine was texting me, how are you? I said, look, I'm running up the stairs, look. She was like, oh my God, you're my hero. Five minutes later, I was doubled up, bent over, short of breath, thinking I'm going to freaking die. I was catching my breath. I was hot. I was sweating. I was thirsty. I was dehydrated. And I thought I was going to die. All I could think was, go lay down, Christine. Go lay down on the pool lounge chair. So I go over there. 
and lay down and I just start crying. I'm crying, I'm hot, and I'm scared. Meanwhile, my husband and daughter are watching me through the window and they can't do anything. They can't comfort me. And I just kept crying, going, I'm so hot, I'm so hot, I'm so hot. And then I felt a spray of water on me. And I thought, oh, it's the pool vacuum spraying me again. It always just randomly sprays. I sit up and I look and I'm like, it's not even on. Weird. And then I just lay back down and just keep crying. I'm so hot. I'm so hot. I'm so hot. And then I feel water again on me. And I sit up and I look around and there was water all around the outline of the chase lounge. And I was like, where is this water coming from? And then I just started feeling heavy, big, fat drops of rain. I look up and there is a small little rain cloud right above me, giving me water. And the sun was shining right in the middle of it. So as I'm looking at this little beautiful rain cloud, big, huge, fat raindrops were dropping on me. And there were sunbeams coming through it. It was one of the most magical moments of my life. Because someone was saving me, was helping me, when no one else physically, humanly could. I cried and I was just so grateful. Then my husband finally came out and he couldn't like get near me, of course. And I just told him kind of what had happened. And I don't really know if he was registering what I was saying, what a powerful moment that was. But then I came back inside and I was still feeling really anxious and really scared, but not as intense because that beautiful little rain cloud took that energy of how I was feeling and changed it. So then this made me think, okay, Christine, what are these symptoms? Nobody knows anything about this virus. What are these symptoms? Where are they coming from? What is this? So I started writing down all my symptoms, the headaches, the dry eye, the dry mouth. I had the sore throat and it's not a regular sore throat. It's like, it feels like a piece of popcorn is stuck in the back of one of your teeth. And I was like, weird, okay? The swelling, the numbness, the tingling, all of that. The brain fog. And I was like, what is this? What are these symptoms? Where is this derived from? So I just basically went back to square one and looked at anatomy and physiology. I looked at the nervous system. And then... As I'm looking and looking, I realize, holy shit, these symptoms are the parasympathetic nervous system. You have a nerve called the vagus nerve. In Latin, it means the wanderer. And this nerve goes all through your body and all of the things that it touches upon or all of the symptoms I had. Headache, 
salivary gland, throat, lungs, GI, your extremities. I started reading more about the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic nervous system. So we have our sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight. And then we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. We are all in fight or flight. We're never resting or digesting. We're always in fight or flight. We have high expectations, disappointments. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I need it now. Delivered. Do. Why? So much pressure we put on ourselves. We are rarely resting or digesting. We are rarely meditating, relaxing, taking those pressures off. So I started looking at the vagus nerve and reading different articles and looking at different books that are published about how most people, most people's vagus nerve is understimulated. So ways to stimulate it are laying on your belly, on your abdomen for at least a few minutes. Yoga, meditating, gut health, probiotic, humming. I don't know if you ever realize that sometimes when you're falling asleep, how you're humming, that's your vagus nerve. When we hum to babies to get them to sleep, that's our vagus nerve. We're stimulating it. Gargling warm water, that's our vagus nerve. Relaxing, being at peace, that's our vagus nerve. So I started working on stimulating my vagus nerve. I started meditating. I started doing yoga, gargling water twice a day, stretching, humming. I cut out all TV. I had already deleted my own personal Facebook several months before. I recognized I was very triggered and stimulated by watching news and TV and movies and even certain types of music. My brain was different. My brain had changed. So I'm still in quarantine and I am still running crazy fever, even though my fever, I don't feel like I'm running a fever. I was not allowed to return to work until I was symptom-free, um, I believe, for 48 hours. Well, I wasn't running fever, but I still wasn't symptom-free. I still had horrible brain fog. I was not retaining things, numbness and tingling and headaches, horrible, horrible headaches. Um, definitely short of breath, easily, easily winded. I, when I first started trying to lift weights and work out again, that was difficult. But I said, fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm so tired. I don't care if I can't breathe. I want to feel better. So I was in quarantine for like five, six days. Then get back to work. I walk in my office. And I hadn't even put my stuff down. 
and the damn phone was already ringing. That pressure, that fight or flight started kicking in again. I was like, I cannot do this. I am not the same person. I will not return to this. I answer the phone and it's someone that has a question about a patient. I've been gone all week long and I was so angry that this person, I should have, I just assumed they knew, I don't know. Why are they calling me? I'm not even sitting down in my chair yet. I was pissed. Anyways, I sat down and I was like, I am not the same person. I used to be a quick thinker, critical thinker, multitasker, constantly doing things. I was not that person. I am now a person that has to slow down and enjoy the moment. So when I returned to work, when I would start getting overwhelmed, I would literally just lay on the floor of my office, get my vagus nerve stimulated. My home life, I was a different person. I was a different wife. I was a different mom. I couldn't retain information. My emotions were all over the place. I was scared still. And I needed so much emotional support. However, as I'm going through this stuff, I needed support from my husband. And he, unfortunately, was not able to give it to me. Little did I know, at the time, my marriage was beginning to crumble. <laughs>